Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Geroad Farrelly. And I'm Neve Kavanagh. And you're listening to Agony Rants. It was very newsreader, wasn't it, I know! We normally get a bit excited about the rants. A, I think I'm doing a pivot into journalism. <laughs> I'm, I, I thought I'd do like a like a, a, a plummy voice there. Good I evening would, and welcome to Agony Rants. Darling, I would pay money to see you pivot. <laughs> <laughs> I can pivot with the best of them, Eve. <laughs> You'd be so excited. Pivoting. I mean, that's smacks of Dancing with the Stars. Right? <laughs> <laughs> How have you been, my I, love? I've been amazing. And actually, do you know, it's really funny. A funny thing happened to me the other day, right? Um, I... Somebody texts me a really lovely message, right? This the, one of the guys, one of the bears, right? From the bear sailor, <laughs> texts me to offer me a lift if I was coming down to walk the Pride, right? And unfortunately, I'm gigging somewhere else, so I'm not coming to Pride. But he offered me a, a seat on the bus, right? On the, the bus. With the bears, right? Oh, no. I no, mean. No, Neve. No, no, no. No, but listen, no. listen. It's yeah, a private bus, right? It's like, uh, oh, yeah, Neve. <laughs> <laughs> private or not, th- that's not the word I have the problem with. No, the problem I'd, is bus. I'd be very perfectly safe. You're on a bus. <laughs> anyway, he was... <laughs> going on the bus, there's an invoice. That's all I'm saying. He was inviting me to come and walk with it, which is a beautiful thing, right? And I loved the, the invite. So I... Talk I, to my agent, three grand. <laughs> so I responded beautifully, right? And then, you know, you we did a lovely little You have more to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Of course I didn't. I was very grateful. And then, and then what happened was I was doing a bit of hoovering, right? I threw, I threw oh, the, the glamour back. of your life, Neve, a bus, hoovering. I hadn't, hadn't, come out, <laughs> hadn't come out of the text. And then I heard the noise, you know, because I had my earbuds in and I was listening to something. And then I suddenly heard that, you know, that that you get from a FaceTime call. And I was going the fuck is FaceTiming me now and I looked I realised I was FaceTiming him <laughs> or more importantly my arse was FaceTiming <laughs> so arse timing I was arse timing so you're basically arse timing him from the Hoover from the Hoover and um, you know as much as that combination might work well you know it's just it wasn't so I had you know and then you have to rush to try and stop it and then text them to tell them actually I wasn't looking for you yeah and I absolutely do not, do not want back. to speak to you <laughs> <laughs> but you know you're kind of going oh my gosh and, and so he thought it was funny and he said you should talk about that and I thought I wonder how many times we've all butt dialed somebody I just butt dialed Joanne oh did you hi yeah, Joanne li- literally 10 minutes ago yeah and I can see the speech she's answered you no no she did she texted me back immediately you alright yeah what's going on oh. Who, who's dead 
<laughs> What's going on? Who's dead? Do we need a debrief? I know. Uh, order me a memo. So I'm getting in a cab. <laughs> but you know that panic you feel when you realise, actually, I'm the one who's instigated this situation and I'm going to have to so- resolve it? I know. You think that's the thing. If somebody, if somebody was to FaceTime you or even to ring you without prior consent, I feel <laughs> absolutely violated. <laughs> like if somebody rings me without like a, a text that's like, can I give you a call? Oh. I'm just like, how dare you? Someone Randomly. did that to me yesterday. Who did that to you yesterday? It was, it, well, it was a work thing, like. They just rang you? They just rang me out of the blue, as if there was nothing wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I looked, like it was I, the 90s. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it was a, like it was a phone in a hall. <laughs> it's like, how dare you? And I looked back to see the last time they got in touch with me. 2012. Oh, okay. 11 years, years ago. And they felt secure thought, in the oh, knowledge that you'd take I'll the call. I'll give them a call. Yeah, I'll give them a call and ask for a favour. And did you? <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, that's the nature of our work. Sometimes there's a long period between calls. <laughs> How dare you yeah. contact me? But yes, I absolutely will do that. Yeah. Thank you very much for the opportunity. <laughs> the other thing that's happened to me, I've, I've realised that I am essentially an administration disaster at the <gasps> moment. Why would I? Oh. Because like, you know the way I'm like, I, like I'm, I'm on the wind down. Oh, because right. you're coming into the I'm coming summer into of summer. I'm coming into summer. <laughs> summer of love. Summer of flopping face down on the couch. So yeah, summer of love. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I think I'm burnt out. No. No, I think I am. Because what's happening is, I, like I find myself getting really emotional over things that I really shouldn't be emotional about. Right. Like this morning, I got an ESB bill that was an estimate. Oh. And I thought I'm going to have to read the meter. And I, it, I, I swear to God, it sent me into a cyclone of <laughs> trauma. <laughs> I, like, I can't believe I have to read the meter. I can't believe it. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't even remember the code for the room where the meters are. <laughs> and my boyfriend was just like, you need to get this together because this is not attractive. <laughs> not to mention, he's looking into the maw of the fact that you're going to be around him a lot now. He's <laughs> like, you should book more gigs. <laughs> You should definitely book more gigs. This is like when my husband suddenly takes a couple of weeks off and it's like, you shouldn't be here. This Yeah. At get this out. moment, you're not supposed to be here till after tea. I know. It's really weird. Like I'm really tired and I've been doing stupid things. Like one of the things I did recently, right? Mm. I did like I did a support for Jonathan Van Ness. I know. When right? I saw that, I was like, I can't believe he didn't tell me because I love him. Right? I love Queer Eye. Have Honestly, you ever watched it? I've never watched it, Neil. <gasps> Honestly, I'll tell you what happened. I got an email. <laughs> I'm not proud of this. Jonathan I'm not Madness, proud. Are you kidding I, me? I'm not proud of this, right? Oh my god! I got an email that was like, "Would do you want to do a support for to, to open for Jonathan Van Ness in Belfast?" Oh. I was like, "Absolutely not. Like, I've never like heard eight of miles him. away from me." Yeah, <laughs> eight miles away from you. Right, okay. Yes. So I, I got, I read the email. I said, "Absolutely not. I've never heard of him." <laughs> <laughs> and then my agent was like, "No, I think you should do this because like he's actually very famous. He's been on like, Queer Eye." Right? And I was like, "All right, okay, fair so enough." So what is that? Fine. It's like, Grant, fine, fine, book it in. So uh-huh. I, I said I'd do it, right? But what I didn't realise had happened is one of my friends is Damo Clark, the comedian, right? And he oh. has had a TV show commissioned for Virgin Media. And it's a stand-up show. Oh, fab. So he rang me and said, will, will you do this stand-up show for TV3? Now, or for Virgin I completely forgot. You had to be in Belfast. To put it in the diary. Oh, which one did you forget to put in the I, diary? I well, I I forgot to put the the TV thing oh, okay. in the diary, right? By which far, came first. the most important one. Okay, right. So 
Yeah, I. Sp- I but I then the Belfast show, uh, they did an announcement that I was supporting Jonathan Van Ness up in Belfast, and I was like, "That's great." And then I went, "That date's really familiar." Why? I hate that. Why is that familiar? That and then I realised that the, it was the day the TV show was being recorded, right? <gasps> so I was in a panic, so I had to ring Damien Clark, who was very nice about it. Uh, and what I had to do was I had to go in at two o'clock and record my walk on the stage, walk off the stage, you know, getting ready backstage bits. And then I had to go to Belfast to do the show with Jonathan Van Ness. Mm-hmm. And then I had to come back to Dublin to film the actual stand-up bit. But I had to be back in Dublin before they let the studio audience go. Oh. Neve, it was so stressful. Uh, it's very stressful. And then when I got up there, Jonathan Vanessa was like, oh, it's lovely to meet you. So what I want you to do at the end of the show, I want you to come out and bear with me. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm walking off the stage and getting into my car. And he's like, oh, but it'd be lo-. I was like, I can't do it. I'm so sorry. And uh, look, but he was lovely. He was no, so nice. I'm sure he understood. And his boyfriend was lovely. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I've watched Queer Eye from the well, not from the get go. My sister put me on to Queer Eye. Right, uh, it's on Netflix and all that. Right, but it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love the five of them. They are hilarious. Yeah, but John Vanessa is all about positivity. He's very positive. He's very positive, but very fun. But uh, but comes he came from a very different space, you know. So actually I just really love the whole concept and sometimes it's a hot mess they go into and you think this is definitely not going to work. <laughs> you should see them. I see I was very nervous about the way I was dressed going up there because I thought oh. I don't I don't want to be like a project for him. <laughs> oh no, you wouldn't. I don't want to walk into his dressing room at 10 to 8 and go I need to fix this. <laughs> no, he's all about the grooming. The grooming. He does grooming. You should okay. have got, you you got a lovely hair. A blow dry. Mm-hmm. Lovely. And not just a blow dry. He changes lives with his transformations. You should see it. Honestly, you have to watch. Well, I wore a Zara jacket that cost me 39 euro. Amazing. <laughs> and he thought I looked very well. Uh, yeah, he does. He's very positive. No. Nave! <laughs> <laughs> he could have been highly critical, but he still would have said I looked well. Yes, he would. Because he's very positive. Um, but, it, <laughs> but it was very, we had a very nice time. He's honest too. Yeah, he is. Okay, does that make also, you feel better? Yeah. <laughs> wow, he's very touchy. <laughs> I see, I'm very touchy at the moment, Nate. Do you need I, me to I, come I down? I feel like I'm a coiled spring. Do you, I should come down and mind you for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I feel like you need I a mammy for a bit. I think I just need to be sedated in an iron lung. <laughs> I just like left in there, like just, I feel like I need to recharge. I totally would love that. Because I'm actually, I'm doing, I'm doing, these are my last two, like, today and tomorrow, my last two shows with oh Joanne. Oh my gosh. Are you feeling a bit sad? I'm a bit sad. Yeah, but I need a break. I do need a break. Well, you need to be like, doing other things, which yeah. you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Attention, Agnes listeners. I'm on tour. I'm on tour. I'm not. I'm off. I'm off at the moment. You're never. I'm not actually on tour. I'm off. I'm off of two. I'm off for the summer. No, you're not. Sort of off. I'm sort of off. But I don't do big shows. No big shows. Very excited about that. Um, but I'm back doing big shows from September, and I will be. Uh, all around the country in the places that I haven't been already. Okay. Well, that's, <laughs> so, that's clear. Um, yeah, so I'm doing like Thurless and Limerick okay. again. Well, more importantly, where can we get all the information? GerardFarrelly.com. And where can we buy the tickets? On GerardFarrelly.com, but also through a link in my Instagram bio. <gasps> and they're the ones that have stuff available because some of them are sold out. Oh, okay. Um, you said that very blase. Yeah, some of them. Well, I'm not sure how many are sold out now. I think a lot of the sold out ones have you know, I think now we're into a struggle. <laughs> but I'm doing for a minute. Baker Street on the 16th of September. Oh, amazing. Uh, I'm also, I'm doing Thurless. We're announcing a show soon in Tullamore. 
And yeah, there's about, I think, maybe 20 days before Christmas and we're putting on a few after Christmas. Amazing. So yeah, girlfriday.com. Buy the ticket. We are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Yes, it is. The home for brilliant podcasts My and God. shows uh, <laughs> and creativity yes. and curiosity. Oh. Yeah. So if you would like to support the show, and we would love you to support our show, uh, you can subscribe to Head Stuff Plus for as little as five euro a month. A cup of coffee between yep. the two of us, Neve. Like a fancy That's all coffee. it would take. A fancy coffee. All it would take for us to be the jewel in the crown of head stuff. Yeah. And and it's important to us because, you know. It's it, important to us. Well, I think we're living in a culture now where you get things for free, but the assumption is that you pay what you think they're worth. Yeah. And if you're listening every single week, it, that's I'm a little concerned that's something. people don't think we're worth. <laughs> I know, it's very upset, actually. <laughs> it's a real indictment of our content. Uh, um Headstuff is the home of lots of brilliant shows. Yes, it is. And we would love you to listen to all of them, but mainly us. Do you know what I mean? Like, like dip into the other ones. We're the entry point. Yeah, we're the entry point and you stick around the entry point. But we have a show to cross promote this week. We don't know what it is because we forgot to ask before we did the podcast, but we're not organised people. But here is a little clip. Fad Camp is a comedy podcast about the ridiculousness of fad diets and diet culture, hosted by me, Grace Mulvey, and me, Connor Dowling. If you have a body of any kind, chances are you've crossed paths with at least one of the bizarre diet trends we cover in our show. And between me and Connor, we have done nearly every fad diet there is. Juice cleansing, fasting, the potato diet, which is actually a real diet by the way, and we don't recommend it. So join us as we try to make sense of the madness that is diet culture. Find Fad Camp everywhere you get your podcasts and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fad Camp Podcast. Now, we have been getting some lovely reviews. Have we? Yes. On, uh, we've been getting some lovely reviews on iTunes. If you were listening to the show and you were not reviewing us, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? What an affront. So, that you would dare open up your podcasting app, bypass the place where you can give us five stars, five stars only, please. Yes, come on. Say something. Why would you do that? Just say something. Say something nice. And we've got some I lovely mean, reviews. Give us the five um, stars, but you know. Kelly says, this pod is stunning. Stunning. And I absolutely adore these two. They're hilarious. You're welcome, Garoad, XOXO. That must have been the last time I did a bit of a, you know, like... You're welcome, Garoad. No, do you remember the last time I was a bit heavy-handed? Oh, yeah. Well, this is me being heavy-handed again. Needy. 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 Desperate. Um, <laughs> Claire, or Kira says, I only started listening four days ago. Oh. I'm obsessed. Oh. I've gone back to the beginning and I'm quickly catching up. Amazing. Luke Donegan says, love this podcast. It brightens up every Monday morning. Love it. Although he did say the title of his review is quite aggressive. <laughs> Which... <laughs> There's a man that's who, who understands fair. exactly that's what a, this podcast is all about. <laughs> On one side, anyway. That's the man that listens. That's the man that listens. So that's a real review. So they're nice reviews. So um, there are latest reviews. So uh, if you are listening and we'd love you to give us a lovely review. Yes, please. Neve, we have a follow-up. Okay. Uh, hello. Sorry for harking back to past times, but I'm playing catch-up as I only discovered your man and the National Treasures podcast while sunning myself in Greece recently. Opening with a boast. We love it. Uh, So I've just listened to the pegging out washing episode. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Tell me this is a good thing. (laughs) 
I can totally understand Neve's delight in getting four washings out and back in on the one day. Amazing. However, not to be competitive, but I once (laughs) during lockdown managed not four, but five big (gasps) loads, all hung out, dried, brought back in, ironed and put away before bedtime. That... (sighs) Screams no life. And all of this, it does... (laughs) It no, but I, I, I personally, personally, I am, I need to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> you and me, you, we're going to be friends. Well, you guys, you should meet up. <laughs> I won't come. <laughs> and all of this in Scotland, where we are not known for having a full day of sun, even in the height of summer. Amazing. I went to sleep that night feeling as though I'd won Wimbledon. I mean, yes, that's a real middle finger to Wimbledon. <laughs> Feel <laughs> as though I'd won Wimbledon, sorted world peace, and received a sainthood. I completely understand that is correct. I mean, you were only one step away from it. Let's be honest. Perhaps there's a new reality talent show in there somewhere. There absolutely isn't. I don't mean to burst bubbles. <laughs> Where we appear in people's back gardens with a portable portable buzzer and judge the state of their pegging <gasps> out. It could become a global rival for Eurovision. Hope you are both well and dandy. David. P.S. P.S. in an email, which is the most ridiculous thing. But anyway. Stop. Um, you can just move your cursor back up, David. <laughs> P.S. I saw your man outside my flat when he was appearing in Glasgow lately. He looked as though he was wanting for a good wash. How dare you? you but you did say it was warm. It man. was very warm. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely boiling. Is it as warm as this room is at the moment? It's, uh, it's uh, yeah, I know. I actually feel like I'm going to, I feel like I'm going to go to sleep. And I wouldn't mind, but I'm wearing like a dress, like, and, and honestly, I feel like everything inside me is like just going. And Eve, you're dressed for the one show. <laughs> the one show? Well, you've got that summer dress tea time vibe. Can you believe I've actually made you talk about laundry? It's amazing. Know, it's very boring. It's amazing. It's See, David, boring. he does care. He does care. His little... It's it, not It's not that I don't care. It's because you don't have a line. It, as soon as you get a line, you'll understand. You don't have a line, girl. You can't make that conversation until you've I seen know. a line full of clothing blowing in the breeze. I just think that if I did, did do that and I got really excited about it, I think it would be a really sad day. Okay. I just think I'd be really depressed. All I right. go, is this where we are, girl? You know, it's like I bought a tomato plant and I've been watering the tomato plant and I've been feeding the tomato plant and it hangs out my curtain rail in the sitting room and now there's tomatoes on it. How and every it? day I'm checking to see if the tomatoes are redder and redder. And you're, you're very invested. And I'm very invested, but I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> I absolutely hate this. I, I am not a tomato grower person. tomato plant and throw it <laughs> off the balcony. Uh, but that's not, you know, that's a good thing. And every day. One or the other of us waters that plant. And this is the thing that's annoying me as well about my boyfriend. I have about 30 plants. Okay. And he will water that tomato plant. He will step over the corpses of the other plants (laughs) to water that bloody tomato plant. All because we had this idea, can we grow tomatoes in an apartment? Uh Well, we can. Experiment over. Yeah, we can. And all of this. But everybody else has to die. four cherry tomatoes. (laughs) But they'll be the sweetest tomatoes you ever eat. Neve. We have a problem. We have a problem indeed. Hey, Garode and Mary. Who's Mary? I don't know. Who's Mary? But this. <laughs> Mary. Mary. That, I don't know. They must think you're Mary Hopkin or, I don't know. Oh, you really picked an old person there. Thank you. <laughs> There's a lot of Marys you could have gone to there. Oh, go on. Is there another Europe? I'm sure Ma- you didn't Magdalene. go Mary Magdalene. <laughs> More interesting than Mary Christ, right? Because, you know. <laughs> I'm definitely not a Mary Christ, but I could <laughs> no, be a Mary, Mary Magdalene. Christ, no, you could be Mary Magdalene. <laughs> At a point. Yeah, yeah, you can shake it. <laughs> Maybe 
she can't spell my name. That's the thing. Mary. <laughs> or maybe she's writing about a Mary, right? Or maybe her name is Mary, right? Let's, uh, let's get, I mean, uh, let's Mary, get through the problem Mary and see where wild, Mary is. That's a wild opener, well, right? It because is possible she was thinking about Mary when she did this. Well, for the love of God, reread. <laughs> like, if you were sending us in a problem and you don't reread it, just like just think that poor bastard has to read this. <laughs> I'll, tr- I'll give him two commas. <laughs> like, anyway. Dear Garode and Mary, which is an absolute middle finger to need, <laughs> national treasure, Eurovision winner once, Eurovision I'm not as offended as Garode. Uh, hope you're both doing well. Love the podcast. So not so much that you've learned, learned the names of the hosts, but we'll move on. Just looking for advice on a friend. She was in a really shit relationship and she got divorced after 20 years. She's got three kids, 14, 17 and 18. So she's nearly done. Yeah, um, during COVID, she moved someone in who was a giant man child oh. and wasn't the best for her. 12 months later, she threw him out and met someone else who lives in a shed in the... Ma- oh, God. <laughs> God Almighty. <laughs> Come on, Who lives girl. in a shed in the mountains. <laughs> he treated her nicely. Why wouldn't he live in a shed? But really just fits her around his lifestyle. He lives in a shed? What's the, what's the lifestyle? No. Oh my God, if I had so many in my life, I wouldn't have all this. I'd have to share all of this. My corrugated iron roof. He treats her nicely. But he just fits her around his lifestyle. Her values and his aren't aligned because she likes to live indoors. Yes. <laughs> she was going away. He was to drop her to the airport and he decided he didn't want to get up early. Oh, did he not? So he dropped her to sleep in the airport the night before. You know what? That's on her. That's on her. I'm sorry. <laughs> like... If you agree to that. He dropped her to the night before. Yeah, instead of bringing it in the morning, I'm going to drop you the night before and you can sit in a chair for the whole night. (gasps) Surely though she had alternatives. What the feck is wrong with that? She absolutely had alternatives. Yeah, Uh, that's a life choice by her. Absolutely, yes. When she she got, she had asked him to call into the house. When she... Must be back. When she got back, she had asked him to call into the house just to check all was okay. And he texted her to say he couldn't be bothered she said she was disappointed and he went off the edge and finished it with her via text. No loss. She was delighted and said, fine, bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she agreed Who to sit in an airport all night. are these people? <laughs> <laughs> now she's going out with some other guy who was another gobshite. And she's met two others now, but it's kind of back to what you said about the apps the other day. Oh, okay. What did I say about the apps? You know the way that you're on the app, you're just going through the through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just like you're just like flicking through, and that that's the sure. yeah. Okay, you're not meeting anyone. Okay. It's not, it's she arrived at a drinks I was at with another gang of friends, and then after a few drinks, she rang another guy she's seen, and he was refused access to the bar as he was wearing shorts. Oh, so then she left with him. Level, it's all a bit mad. The level of class she's looking for. Okay. This is a bit mad. Okay. I also, I'm not hearing a problem. <laughs> she's 50 this year and she's totally intense and I really want her to be happy, but it's totally mental and she's worth so much more, to be honest, but it's not my life and I'm not judging, but help. Thanks. Please use book. Deirdre as my name. Okay. So I cross out that name. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Garod, tell me what you think. Your friend is a mess. But she doesn't, 
she's not really bothered by the fact that she's a mess. She's just looking for something in her life. Anything. Anything will do. She's not getting attached. I think she's clearly, I think she's a little bit damaged. You know? Okay. Damaged goods. Sure. Got hurt before. Doesn't want to get too invested. Mm-hmm. So she's saying, I'm not going to think about this too much. I'm not going to, I'm just going to like, yeah, whoever comes along and is willing to, you know, be my boyfriend for a little while, I'll just okay. accept that. And then when I get sick of them, I'll dump them. So she, yeah. so she, what she's doing is she's setting herself up with all these men who are just beneath her and then she's getting rid of them. Yeah, she's not getting attached. She she doesn't sound After like she's getting attached. After 20 years of putting the slog in in a terrible relationship, apparently. Yeah. She's divorced. She doesn't want the hassle. She's literally getting serviced. <laughs> I'm sorry, that sounds very... <laughs> does that sound very... Yeah, she's using the date naps like Deliveroo. Yeah, exactly, just Basically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... But but I can see that you want more for her, but actually, clearly, she's quite happy where she is at the minute. Now, that doesn't mean that she's a happy person, right? But at the moment, oh, she's not this ready. this woman, no. <laughs> she's a this hot mess. Is not a happy person. I mean, she's got a man this, in the shed. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the thing about it is, right, after a relationship, if you are just weathered down by the whole thing, yeah. then you are in, you're, you're kind of in a place where you're like, I'm not even up for another relationship. No. I'm not even up for... All of it. But she's just doing it because she feels she should and because she's afraid of being alone. And the only, because she's not putting the effort in, the only people that she's actually getting interest from are absolute lunatics. Uh, well, the only, but I would say this, right, she may be actively choosing that, even though she might yeah. appear. She, there might be more steady options around her, but the thing is, she doesn't want it yet. She's not ready. No. So you're not going to be able to push her in there, Deirdre. No offence to you. But like. what she's doing is, and this is the bit that you have to take a bit of solace from. Yeah. Is she's getting rid of them. Yeah. She, I mean, it'd be different if she They're was like... They're not sticking around. Yeah. Like I mean, if she she hasn't sat down with you and said, maybe I should live in a shed. <laughs> That's when you get concerned. <laughs> if he wants to live in a shed, he you know, can by all means live in a shed. You know I'm going shed. to a caravan for a wee while. Is, is that okay? I know, Neve. I, I, this, I mean, I, I won't live there forever. A with this. <laughs> it's not quite a shed. Like, no, but it's a shed on wheels. No, no, it's there's no wheels. It doesn't go anywhere. Oh, does it not? It's, a, it's, not, it's a mobile home. No, it's a mobile home. It's not a caravan. No, well, yeah, but I used to have caravans. But it's a, it's a chemical toilet. Yeah. It no, it's an actual toilet. And that, sure. oh, no, there you go. Oh, it, it's well, it's all about the toilet lit. for you. Yeah. So if you if I lived in a shed and then there was like an outhouse with a proper flushable toilet, you'd be okay with that? I would say I think Neve deserves better. <laughs> <laughs> but she's happy in her shed. As long as there's a flushable <laughs> toilet. If it's a flushable toilet, I'll visit. Yeah. I'm not going to be happy about visiting the shed. <laughs> but if I can have my private moment with a, a, a real life flush, I'll be... You're not even worried about me I'll going to the toilet. It's really just you, isn't it? To be honest, I know friends who are no people over the years who are a hot mess and you think you're going to be able to solve it. But the truth is, people who choose every day to be like that, you can't stop them doing that because even if you went in and solved all the problems, they will still choose to be a hot mess wherever they are. You know, I mean, I think exactly. she's not ready to resolve her issues, whatever's going on there. Do you not think so? I think, this is what I think. I think that you are, I get the impression you need to look at the little things that are happening. Like, I mean, when she says to you, oh, he wouldn't drop me to the airport. So he dropped me the night before. And she went, which is the thing and that she gets went. me. Like that, 
How far away did she That's live from the airport? Insane. Like, I'd be curious <laughs> to know, like, what was your reaction to that, Deirdre? Yeah. Because, like, and I get it. I get it. That if you are... If you like someone, you don't want them living a way that you wouldn't like to live. Yes. And also, if somebody says to you, if she says to you, oh, God, so I should go the night before because you didn't want to get up. It depends on the way that's presented to you. Yeah. You know, if she's laughing about it, your inclination could be to laugh about it as well. But that's also, that's also the moment when you go, ah, come on. No, th- yeah, there's something wrong with that. Like, sometimes what can happen is, right, if you're in a relationship for a really, really long time and you have a friend who was like in and out of relationships, you start to view their relationship with the same regard yeah. that you have for your own yeah. which is that this is something that has gone on and endured for like mm-hmm. 20 years or whatever yeah. so you kind of treat their partners the way you should treat yours yeah. but but no it, like theirs is a new relationship and 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 they're looking for external cues from their friend group about what they think of this new partner because that's what happens like you know when you're young and you're dating somebody yeah. you introduce them to your friends and if all your friends are like uh uh-uh. uh yeah. It does colour it a little it bit. Just colour, it just totally colours it. <laughs> if you're that kind of person, though, it might colour you to go, I'm definitely staying here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people are a bit <laughs> odd like that. You know, but but the reality is you can't, you can't make judgments on how she's living her life. She's had 20 years of that relationship with her husband or whatever. Yeah. And now she's at this point. And obviously that ended a few years ago. So she's just getting on with her life. She's raising three kids. She's out having a bit of crack. They're not people you would choose for her. Probably she, she wouldn't choose them for the long term because clearly she's not. You know, so she's, you know, she's just, she's in avoidance now. She's trying to figure out who she is. She's 50 years of age this year. And believe me, people coming up to their milestones, they really struggle with that whole concept, yeah, don't they? they so do. there's an element of that going on. But I understand why you want to be there to fix her, but you can't fix her. What you need to be doing is listening to her when she talks about it. Take no nonsense now. Give her a bit of tough love every now and then and say, I'm not, you know, if you go down this road, I'm not saving you from it. Like, what the hell? Yeah. It doesn't sound like she's doing anything other than casually dating. Yeah, that's really what it is. I mean, your man moved in for 12 months, but that COVID was a bit of a funny time. Oh, yeah, he moved in. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, she might have just moved him in for a brief period well, and see, then the is, I couldn't get rid of him because of COVID. <laughs> what's great in this situation is she moved him in, but she kicked him out. Yeah. So she she has she has triggers in there that she recognises. Yeah, she has her boundaries. So th- that's all. She's keeping herself safe. She's not investing in. Honestly, I completely understand where she's coming from. If you've been hurt, it's really difficult to move on. And she's probably just keeping everybody distant. And these people, there's not a mission they're going to get in. She doesn't care enough about them. You know, she really doesn't. Yeah, no, she doesn't. You know, so the reality is you should just... Yeah, I know. Just let her go through it. And if she needs you, then just be there. I mean, she doesn't sound like she's unhappy. I mean, to be honest with you... Nowhere do you say she's unhappy. (laughs) To be honest with you, if she had paid... For long-term parking at the airport. <laughs> there wouldn't be a whole lot wrong with this. No, no. I know. She'd just be living her life. Like, I mean, I feel like this is just oh, about a, a lift to the airport. She's got it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, this is our second problem. Uh, dear Neven Garode, loving the podcast. I go for a long walk every Monday night and listen. My neighbours must think I'm crazy because I'm regularly to be seen laughing out loud on my own. I even started tying up my hair so people can see my headphones. <laughs> I work in a very stressful job. It took me a long time to qualify and my husband and I do the same work. 
Uh oh. When our kids came along, I thought I would be happy to give up work for a while, but I found that I really wasn't. That's understandable. Well, yeah, years. I know. I think most people do that. Um, I needed to get back to it, and I did after our second baby was born. But I did two and a half years at home. When I went back to work, my mother-in-law looked after the kids and she was really amazing. We really couldn't have asked for better. They are three and four now. A year ago, my mother-in-law took sick, so got them into a local crash. It's actually fine. They like it, but I accept it's not the same as a parent or a grandparent looking after them. I feel very guilty about that. Oh, I can see where this is going. Okay. Now, isn't it? I know I understand this. Um, I have gone to a four day week for a while until they are both in school and I also will be able to take term time. So I will be with them for the holidays. They seem happy and we are happy. The problem is my mother-in-law. And she, she has <laughs> recovered. A we've never heard before. <laughs> <laughs> she has recovered and is furious. She isn't looking after them anymore. She has a go at me every time I see her and says the creche isn't up to scratch. She's collected them at the odd time and that I need to put my children first. <sighs> I feel that I am. We have to earn money so they can live in a nice house. Financially, it was very difficult as I earn more than my husband. Um, another little moment of niggle there. Um, I really want to talk to her about it because I feel like shit every time she has a go at me because I know on some level I believe that she is saying is right. It upsets me a lot. She's not usually the one for the it was better in my day soapbox stuff, but she is really digging her heels in on this. My husband thinks we should let them go back to her, but I have concerns because I think she is still fragile from illness and I don't want to have to disrupt them again. Love to know your thoughts, Maraid. I have so many thoughts, Maraid. I don't even know where to begin. There are several issues going on here. You mentioned guilt a few times. Maraid, you have worked long and hard to be who you are and what you're doing. You clearly enjoy your job or clearly enjoy having some space away from your children. Guilt is applied to women all the time about leaving their children behind and not attending. I guarantee you, your children will benefit from you doing that because when you're with your kids you're clearly with your kids you're going to take term time you're going to be you're not going to four days a week seriously married you are doing all you need to be doing and your kids will be fine in the crash they're probably having a great time I I the, the guilt thing is so important to deal with I mean honestly I really feel very yeah. strongly about this because I went down I adjusted my work schedule so that I was home for my kids but I still worked the whole time because actually that that's who I am. Yeah. And I think one of the best gifts you can give your kids is the the, the idea that they can actually be human beings when they have their kids. Yeah. Right? You know, because actually they don't die in the making that. You never knowingly leave them with, you know, bad people. No. So the thing is, they should be able to exist in a world where you are not, you know. So you, as long as you're completely with them when you're with them and you're not away all the time, you know, the thing is, there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing things at other times, they're not, you know, very small and not able to do anything. You know, the thing is, you should be having a life elsewhere, whether it's through your work or just social life or whatever. It's really super important. I get browned off what everybody's saying. You have to spend every waking moment attending to the needs of the child. I think. Yeah. So put that one aside. Stop feeling guilty about that. You worked hard to get what you want to do. There's no question. You're, is your husband going to stop work? Probably not. It probably, you know, you know. Well, he doesn't earn as much. Yeah. You know, so he's more likely the better person to be staying home. If 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 that's what you feel is the issue. But I don't think it is. I think. The problem is the mother-in-law. The mother-in-law. Yeah. You feel that's the problem. I think she's the problem. Because I, I think you're always going to feel guilty no matter what, mm. no matter where 
your kids are, yeah. even if you are sitting at home and they are in school and something happens in school, you'll feel guilty even though you're at home making the best life for them. Mm-hmm. Like That's you will always feel guilty. Like when they're not with you and, you know, it's attachment. Like yeah. you're, you're, you're naturally attached to your children. No, you want the best for them. There's yeah. no doubt about it. And you want to know that they're safe and looked after. But the reality is you can't be with them 24-7. No, not at all. You know. And the problem is, right, there's two things going on. One is your mother-in-law got sick. Yeah. So your mother-in-law, her life has changed because yeah. she's realised, she's at that point in her life where she's realised, okay, I'm actually, I'm actually fallible. There are mm. things I can't do. I'm there's, getting older. There's an element of fear there. Yeah, I've yeah. had a bit, I've had a bit of a challenge. Sure. And she is. Bl- it's easy. It's easier for her to blame you. Yeah. Than to feel that she's not able to do this anymore, and yeah. she's angry be- uh, because of what happened to her. She's angry that she's, you know, probably clearly not able to and do the life, things she was able to do. And her life is. And even if she is technically back to where she was and she wants to do it, the reality is there's been changes in her life. You know, isn't it? It's, uh, there can, has been changes in her life, yeah. but as well as that, she's she's. You make a really good point. Your kids have been disrupted, yeah, and you've got them settled into a new routine, yeah, and you don't want to move them back to their granny, no, and no. then have to maybe move them again. You know, if she gets sick again, yeah, or, or whatever, or if, she's, or if she's just not able. And I think, I think that it's wrong that she is making you feel guilty about something that's tough anyway. And I yeah. think you have to. I know you may feel very protective of her because she's your mother. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, let's finish that sentence for the sake of it. Come on, girl. I know you may feel protective of her because she's your mother-in-law. There, let's all say that without breaking our shite laughing. <laughs> but you may feel that you can't be tough with her, but you do have to go, you know, Elaine, or whatever her name is, mm. no, I'm making the decisions for my children. Right. And that's where it ends. No, no, it does. And actually, it does end there. Here's the other thing. Your husband thinks we should let them go back to her. Why does he think that? Does he give you a valid reason for it? And I think you need to have a very frank conversation with him. The other thing I'm going to say to you about the mother-in-law. He thinks that if they go back to his mother-in-law or to his mother, that she'll feel much better. Yeah, which is not necessarily the case. He's not looking at the long game here. I think realistically, what you should be doing is changing tack here a little bit, right? And... I, it's, it takes a little shift on your behalf, Mairead. And I think if you think about it, it's a very clever way of dealing with this. You should be having a conversation with your mother-in-law and ask, encouraging her to find other ways to spend her time and maybe help her do that. And that means, you know, give her some time with the kids so you show her that you trust her. Give with her them. a little routine with them. Yeah. So in other words, give her specific things to be doing. Um be honest with her and tell her how she's making tell her feel. Tell her to go out the back with a shovel and dig a six foot hole. <laughs> Uh, no, but seriously, but maybe try and encourage her to do other stuff outside her own space because our life has changed. Maybe she needs to feel a little bit more. In, in She know. doesn't feel of use anymore. Yes, exactly that's right. That's the so thing. That's like, I think I think that, that's what happens with grandparents is that mm-hmm. when you're a grandparent, you feel very useful because the thing that when you're a parent, I think I'm not a parent. Thank you. Say what Lord you think Jesus. and then I'll tell you whether how wrong you are. No, I... I <laughs> I think that when you're a parent, your biggest uh, sense of poverty is time. You're yeah. time poor. Yeah, yeah. And I think that when you're a grandparent, you have loads of time. So you feel so... Provided you're retired. Yeah, yeah. Provided you're retired. But, so you feel so useful. Yeah. Because you're like, you know, 
oh, you know, the kids have to go to the doctor, there's an appointment, there's a, I can do that, yes, I can do that. And you feel like you're able to give this great gift. But what's happening is you're rejecting this mother-in-law's great gift and she's kind of going... I've been sick and now I'm of no use to anyone. Yeah, so you need to make her feel useful. So, But yeah. it doesn't have to be in the full thing. Maybe you find uh, opportunities where she can help you out. Maybe if you've got a hobbies or... Send her down to do a city and gales. She can repoint your brickwork. <laughs> <laughs> no, she needs to show her that she still trusts her with her kids. Yes. That's yes, what exactly. it is, right? Well, but it doesn't routine, have to be full time. There needs to be a granny routine in there. So like you, on a Wednesday... The kids go to granny. Yeah. And you, you you can do that, right? So the thing is, you just don't need to be going back to the four days a week or whatever it is. Include her in activities with you if you can. I know that's like... But, but, but also, include her. But once she cuts her shit. Because if you're seeing her once a week, you don't want like a battering about the choices you're making for no. your kids every time you see her. No, you don't. And actually... You know, in some ways, I'm not above like having that direct conversation, as you know, about things. Absolutely. But the other thing, I Absolutely. think you need to have a little word with your husband, the other half of the equation here, who yeah, is trying yeah. to, he, not, you know, you're saying he wants to make his mum feel useful. You're being very generous there. It is very possible. That's why he's saying it. it's part of what he's saying. But what he's doing is he doesn't want any more earache from his ma. Yeah. You know, and I, I completely understand that. And he's absolving himself from anything to do with this other than going, oh, I think you should let her uh, because, um, you know, I think you should let her. You know, she's, uh, you know, it makes my life easier, uh, but I'm not going to take any responsibility for it. So we just, yeah. he's not saying I'll take a day off, you take a day off and then, you know, whatever. There's none of that going on. So my feeling for you, Maraid, is to stop making everybody else feel like this is your sole responsibility. They're all contributing to how you're feeling about this. So find ways to include your mother-in-law in, in the car. Show her that you, you do trust her with your kids. But at the same time, take no rubbish from her or your husband because these are your children. You decide exactly. how you rear them. And I was only talking about this recently with my sister who's just had a baby and she was inundated with people giving her advice about how to raise her child. Like this child is not even three months old, four months old. Right, but what I'm saying is... If I had is, a baby and people were doing that, I would yeah, you can have two hours of babysitting, you can have two hours of babysitting. Uh, 190%. <laughs> I'll, I'll it up when it's two. Yeah. But here's the thing. I t reminded her that it's 20 years since I had a baby in my yeah. hands. Do you understand I me? Mean, you have to colour that in a little bit. Like, so you, this is your children. This is what you want, Maraid. We are in support of you. Now, I'll certainly babysit. Clearly, uh, Garoad won't. But, uh, <laughs> Absolutely not. It's not my wheelhouse. I'm sorry, Maraid. <laughs> but if you want you me to come... You had them, you rare them. <laughs> if you want me to come and have a word with, with your mother-in-law, you know, we're probably a similar age. <laughs> I definitely... <laughs> We might be able to get along. I don't know. But Would I, your mother not like a signed copy of In Your Eyes? <laughs> no, but I get it. I get it. It's it's a it's a very thorny subject because this is your mother-in-law, your husband's mother. I think it's very hard to go. I can no longer do that now. Yeah. Because I'm too old. Yeah, it's tough. It's like when I went ice skating at Christmas. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. <laughs> it's just like, I'm too old. I'm too old to be falling like a drunk bear across the ice. I'm going to harm myself. <laughs> I can't like yeah, there is a, a moment. bus on an ice rink. I was just like, mow, like mowing down kids, Did you, like falling over the side of the barrier. I was you not like, want to get that thing that looks like a penguin when the, you that, know, the kids kind I of... Swear, I was one step from doing that. I was like, Garoad, oh. you're too old. What you're, possessed? You're too 
old. Who made you do ice that? Ice skating is gone. You did not and just go. Very, no, my sister. Okay, I was thinking. Like, we're all going ice skating. I was like, no. Why? We all need, we're so, all but, too. But at the same time, I was, I was very sad to go like, I, I, like the days of ice skating are, well, no, I mean, I, I'm using the term ice skating loosely. <laughs> the days of being on an ice rink in ice skates are gone. No, I get it. I get it. It's really hard. It's really hard for your mum-in-law because she's actually, she is probably feeling her illness or things. There's probably things that she needs to deal with there. I think it's everybody's responsibility to understand that, you you know, you don't, you need to be able to fill your own time. Right. Exactly. And so in a weird way, she needs to rediscover that and maybe you can help her with that. But I think also at the root of it, as I said before, is she also probably needs to feel that you do trust her with your kids. Have you left them on our, their own with her? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's true. That them, is true. Find opportunities to do that without making it a regular thing and leave them in the crash because you're completely right. They're fine there. You also have to get across, like this is not what you've, this is bluntly what you have to get across. Yeah. What you have to get across is you are still of use to us. You yeah. are still valuable to us. We still trust you, but not when you're being a bitch. Yeah, don't be nasty to me. Like, don't, like, don't be questioning the choices that I find it difficult to make. Yeah. Anyway, It's that's no help. Especially because you're only here because I let you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You have to kind of give and that just vibe remember, off. If you <laughs> without actually saying it, yeah, you got to get a bit badass here, Maraid. You know? Badass, you're picking badass. her home, yeah. <laughs> because her son certainly won't yeah. be. <laughs> she, yeah, exactly, exactly. Just be very clear about that. That's a man that seems to absolve himself of yeah. any responsibility. So you're picking her home. You'll be the one saying, "Switch her off." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's tough, Maraid. I know you're in. A, you're probably feeling. I think this is mainly covered by the fact that you are feeling like you're letting your kids down, but you really aren't. You're doing the very best for them in all ways. You're taking the... I mean, imagine going into term time. That's amazing that you're going to be around for your holidays. Seriously. Do not be stressing it. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy being parents. Have a lovely conversation with your mother-in-law. Ask her, is she okay? Is she happy? Is there any ways you can help her? Just tell her to stop criticising you because it makes you feel the shit. I think she'll be horrified if she realises that. Yeah. You know, I, I think so. And if she yeah. isn't, then what the fact? What do you care then? If she, because she, she doesn't care about hurting your feelings, why should you care about hurting hers? Yeah. And the thing about it is, <laughs> if, if a couple of hours a week just dumping the kids in, like if, if we can all just take the pain for a couple of hours, why? You know, she'll feel an awful lot better. Or you know, go and have a night out with your your husband, and exactly. you know, hello, exactly. Give her, a, give her an overnight every now and then; it'd be amazing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh God, I would, I would have taken your hand out. Need your kids are twenty. I know you can have overnights. <laughs> it upsets me to hear that you're leaving them with the neighbours. No, let me tell you, something. no, I'm not leaving with their neighbours. <laughs> My neighbor, I have a wonderful neighbourhood watch situation. <laughs> He's just there. <laughs> he tells me the next day everything that happens. Needs neighbourhood watch situations like the mint. <laughs> There's armed guards circling the place. I just tell the boys that he's watching everything. (laughs) They know he is, but, you know, it has definitely got in the way of them maybe just been misbehaving just too much. I'm not, I I don't, I'm not above using whatever gets me through the night. Neve, it's been absolutely wonderful to talk to you. You too, my love. As always. Um, if you are a listener of the show, our bonus material is starting soon. Yeah. We, have, we are three episodes deep, are we at the yeah, point? Yeah, yes, we have. Three episodes three um, uh, It's coming soon. We would love you to subscribe to us on Headstuff Plus because mm-hmm. our Headstuff Plus numbers are not acceptable, apparently. 
<laughs> all of a sudden, what happened? I don't know. No, I mean, I had our subscriber numbers. Oh, I so. Oh, okay. They've never been acceptable, maybe. <laughs> okay. I mean, we do have subscribers. Thank you. But, uh, like, Edster Plus is a platform whereby you show your appreciation. But you know what's wrong? Four shows a month you're getting. We're too available. We're too available. We're too available. Four shows a month. If you were buying a song from us a week, yeah. as opposed to getting a song, which would be three minutes, yeah. as opposed to getting, like, a half an hour episode of this gloriousness. I know. And the two of us. You'd be paying 99 cents. I mean, if you were having the two of us coming to visit you for half an hour. Exactly. Like, it would cost you a the fortune. In gratitude. I know. In gratitude. So please subscribe to Headstuff Plus. It would make our time in this studio a lot less awkward. <laughs> I know. Because I will not go up to that office and have them glare at me the way they do. Are they glaring? They're glaring. There's a small I won't have it. They give me the side the, eye. Do you know what? I had stuff they all went axe throwing last night. Did they? Imagine Claudia throwing an axe at you. Jesus. Absolutely terrifying. <laughs> they didn't invite us? They didn't invite us. No, Marissa's not. Where's Marissa? She's away. It must have been the, yeah, that's you see, that's she's gone now. This is start. She's gone. This, this is the start. start. <laughs> they were, they were, they're withdrawing resources. Normally we'd be sitting here having a lovely time. Marissa's cold, dead eyes, yeah. looking at us through the glass. Glaring at us for a second. For God's sake, wrap that up. <laughs> um, so we'd love you to su- subscribe to Headstuff Plus. Leave a um, review. Leave a lovely review wherever Please. you listen to us. Uh, five stars, rate, review. And also... Tell your mates. Tell your mates. Yeah. Come we'll on. chat to you next week. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.